Pull up the chair. I'm going to give you a little, um, you know, warm pre pre talk one. Um, the idea that's being spoken about is the basis is an idea that's been around a long, long time in different uh, vehicles like Buddhism and stuff, which is non-duality. Yeah, or in uh, in Buddhism, it would be called anatta, non-self. Yeah. So the, this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, a thing, and the doer of a lot of physical, let's say, or mental activities, the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the, uh, you know, the smeller, the toucher, all of that sense of ownership is really bogus in a way. That really, in fact, uh, what we think is going on could be more captured by the statement that it's dreaming. So, so what we are can't be known, first of all, because we're that, yeah? So the idea of experiencing what we are as what we're not doesn't work. So we just look at, it's more of a negation direction. You negate not the thoughts, because those are happening, but the idea of being the thinker, yes? Yeah, or let's say doing. So there was a great, obviously you've heard of Buddha. So the statement attributed to Buddha was uh, events happen. Yeah, even the quite meager ones, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. So it's very clear. It's, it's affirming that things are happening, but it's negating the idea that they're happening to you or you're the doer. Yes, this isn't about nothing's happening. No, a lot seems to be happening. But the idea that it's happening to you or you're the doer thereof is bogus, basically. That's the premise. And so for some people, who, uh, you know, the last house on the block after addiction and stuff like that may have been spirituality. So a lot of people have entered spirituality spirituality and these practices without knowing that they're identified as something that they're not. Yeah. And so in that condition, the spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the mistake. How can they clear it up? Yeah. So while you're meditating, the mental state's reaction to the meditating is that you're a meditator. Yeah. So there's the bondage of self by the claiming of the action. Yeah. So all these actions are happening and we're, we have certain levels of sentience. We're aware of a lot and maybe we're not aware of that much. But whatever we're aware of, there's an activity going on that when the awareness, which is of us, makes contact, the mental state arises and claims to be the one who's aware. Yeah, so now people, when they talk about consciousness, they talk about Paul being conscious or Paul being unconscious. Paul isn't conscious or unconscious. Paul is really a non-existent thing without the animation of spirit, yes? So this idea that Paul is the one that's aware is a mistake under this assumption or premise of non duality Yeah, and hopefully, it can be a great, great relief when you've been 
attempting to get out of self as self for so long, and you've been blaming yourself for, I should have done more, it had to be more effort, more this, more that, and then you're relieved of all that bondage because you see self can't get out of self. Yeah, this idea of an imaginary person escaping an imaginary place, it doesn't succeed, yes? It just furthers the, give, the giving of reality to the imaginary person and the imaginary place. So we're in a conundrum. If we are feeling very irritable, restless, and discontent, and we try to move out of something, that moving out of something can be used to reinforcing that you're in something. Yeah, so it's a very, it's like a Chinese thumb torture. You can't get out once you start moving. It locks the thing up. It, the activeness of the Chinese thumb torture is based on movement. Yeah, as soon as there's moving, you seem to be caught. Yes, and then uh, caught. Yes, so this whole, this is that premise is the underlying condition that non-duality is a negation of. That's just that simple. So non-duality means not to, yeah? So here's the statement. Usually people are presented or cast as a seeker, yes, let's say, in spirituality. And then there's the sort. Let's say the sort is Buddha nature. The sort is, uh, you know, going to heaven. The source, so the, you know, the sort is rapture. The sort is nirvana, satori, yes? But it's a two-ness. There's the one, there's the seeker of the Natori, of the Satori, and then there's the Satori, yeah? So that's two-ness right there, yes? The, I, the subject is the one who wants the object called Satori. That's the negation that we're speaking of, yes? And that's the non-duality in action or in application. So in, the, in non-duality, the seeker is the sort, yeah? You see, it takes that two-ness out. It's not the seeker and the sort. The seeker is the sort, yeah? So you're using what you think you're seeking for to seek for it, yes? This is the dilemma. Now, hopefully it hits you, not so much in your head. That doesn't matter really, but there's a hitting somewhere. Let's call it the innermost. In recovery, they call it the innermost and stuff or this unsuspected inner resource. And then some, that message gets, resonates there and hopefully reverberates enough for you to hear another message, you know, based on the same premise. And now suddenly you're having the clearest diagnosis you've ever had about what's going on here. Yeah, and then maybe after 25 years of receiving this diagnosis, there's been no new diagnosis that's actually better so you basically have the last answer concerning this topic of spirituality or what's going on, you know. <laughs> and a last answer is a damn good answer because it, it takes away the need to, for any other answer. So what's better answer is that, yeah? So basically, there's a scene, and then the one card that's holding up the whole house of cards is you, the idea of you being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the one who's awake and the one who's not awake, all this stuff. When, that's, when you really question the authenticity of that card, immediately the whole house of cards is put into a healthy suspicion. Yes, 
you're just the one card. You look at, you know, it's from the same deck. So you go, what, 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 And then you realize, oh, yes, as above, so below, yes. As, you know, macrocosm, microcosm, as within is without. And you recognize something. You recognize this dualistic bent of interpretation and of, let's say, call it dreaming. And now you have an understanding that counters that because the mental state is constantly reinforcing it. The mental state, there's a very great uh, Zen master called Guang Po, who's not great now, he's passed away, 1200s, yeah, Chinese. And uh, I really, really like him. So one of his, my favorite ones is, he says, whatever can be perceived. So we're having, we're an inventor perceiving, yes? I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. I can see Mike and Nick and all the 50 other people here waiting to donate money and shit. No, wait, it's not over yet. And then I can see all these chairs and tables. Yeah, so whatever can be perceived. So now suddenly a lot of stuff here is in the perceived camp. Yeah. I perceive that. I perceive Chris coming. I perceive this. I perceive da, 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 da. Yeah. So there's perceiving. So, all right, whatever can be perceived, we all have the experience of perceiving. Yeah, so that's not, it's not a fucking foreign idea. And then it gives you the answer. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceived. So beautiful. I mean, it saves you so much freaking time. So whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah. Now go into the head for five minutes. Listen to the narrative just for five minutes, four minutes. And then maybe go back eight hours later and listen to the narrative. And you'll see that the narrative is based completely on the opposite premise. The narrative that we listen to is that which is perceived is what's perceiving. There's the dilemma. Yeah. It may not be one for you, but if certain people show up here, it must be one for them. Because why would you come to Marin City to this ammonia-filled room on a sunny day unless you were hoping or somehow feeling like there's a certain itch that doesn't get subdued by scratching, yes? But this, you know, it just keeps itching. So, you know, all right, let me try this. You know, there is no, you know, there's, there's, there's an itch, but there is no itcher. And hey, wait a minute. All right, we'll see. And then suddenly the itch can continue, but it doesn't produce the effects it used to have to. Like, I shouldn't have this itch. Why? I just washed my bamboo cotton, organic cotton shirt. Why am I getting this itch? All of that, all of that minutiae of shit that goes on the head gets, you know, there's a loss, a healthy loss of interest in it. Yeah. So you now have an answer, maybe not to the itch. But to the problem, the itch is being used to produce, which is the one who has the itch. Yes. So now maybe you can travel later through itches instead of because you're not, as soon as the itching is claimed, you're the itcher. Yes. And then I shouldn't be itching. Look at it. My friend noticed the pimple's huge now. Did you itch it? Oh, yes, I scratched it on and on. It's just minutia, more Paul, more Paul, more Paul. Yeah. And then there's a desire to get out of Paul, but as Paul. Yeah. And we found, we found not are. looking 
for it, but it was a conservation of a lot of dirty in there, so let's wash it off first. Again, it should have been out for this out, except so dizzy. Hold on a minute. We want to clean this out. They got it because they've been trying to get out of self for all these years, and it finally dawned on them, hey, I can't get out of what I'm not in, basically. The assumption that I was in it is what needs to be questioned. What? The methodology to get out. Because the methodology to get out will just if lead to another methodology, another, another methodology, drugs, spirituality, making lots of money, traveling, eating, whatever. There's always a lot of things that's in. Yeah. And then it won't get the message if spirituality fails it. It'll back up, get in the drug addiction vehicle, and, and then get into. I'm going to have a family, have a kid, that'll do it. Cuckoo and on and on, or a dog, God forbid, <laughs> and all this shit, right? And basically, the reason why, one of the many reasons why it doesn't work is because you're hoping to be there when it succeeds, and it's, you're the reason why it's not succeeding, you see? So self wants to experience its own absence. That's why there's a presence of self. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky maneuver, but it just repeats itself constantly, constantly. So self can't get out of self for many reasons. One is you're not in self. And what thinks it's in self is not self. So basically, every way you turn, self can't get out of self. So if you're feeling like you can't get out of something, you may be in that glove of self, obviously. Yes, it, that's a pretty good diagnosis. Yeah. So maybe the hand has been seemingly forgotten and the hand is that's doing all the animation is seen to be the glove. Yeah, what's the old one we used to use all the time? You're in that world and the only world in the only sense in that world is touch. Yeah. And so you come to in this world and uh you take yourself to be this very, very crude, very rough glove. So everything you touch is interpreted by the glove, not by what you meet. Yeah. You meet a very soft thing. You feel it with this rough glove. It gets interpreted from the rough glove. Hey, this is rough. They told me it was going to be soft. This is rough. This is rough. And you don't keep getting it because you, you think that's you meeting something soft. No. It's being interpreted through a rough fucking glove, yeah? So the message is, and so, all right, what happened? There's a disease or something in the glove world, and they start looking for some relief from being a glove, basically. I want to feel that rose petal. I don't want to read how soft it is. I want to have an experience of how soft it is. But every time I grab a rose petal, it feels rough, just like every fucking thing else. Yeah. All right. So, so now, right. So now the glove goes to a meeting about talks to, and the meeting is talking about being a hand. It's like to be a hand. What's claiming to be the hero of that is the glove. So now the glove, all the while, AKA the hand, now tries to become like a hand, only to reinforce the gloveness. You see the bondage of it all? Yeah. So what happens? This thing is, we're not going to talk about the all and 
credible awareness. We're going to talk about what we're not. We're going to describe what it's like to feel like Nick or Paul, and let's see if it holds water. Yeah? Let's see. So what's the first thing? What's driving our experience right now? The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It doesn't seem to be much thought effort in it. Are you, you know, at three o'clock, are you sweating from seeing since eight in the morning? No. The seeing is just being itself, which is aware or conscious, and it's meeting fucking experiences. It's having stimuli. Yeah. The hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, smell. Yeah. That's going on. So that would be called living, let's say. So when you were a baby, mostly I felt I wasn't in a violent situation. So life was happening. Yeah. Then around four or five, an interpretation took over, which is life's happening to me. So now everything started to be seen from a self-centered view. Not your view. It's a self-centered view. So what's seen through the glasses isn't the glasses. Yeah. So when its vision gets distorted, it's not distorted vision, it's the glasses, yes, producing an effect. So the seeing is always what it is, but when it sees through something here, it there's an effect by that something it sees through, yeah? So now this idea, so now you and I believe we're the seer, yes? Because the head tells us so. When seeing is noticed, all right, the seeing is noticed. I just saw that tree out there, the palm tree. The head notices that. And then there's a claiming of that seeing to, to imply a picture of the seer called Paul. So all the time they're seeing, the seeing is claimed to reinforce the seer, yeah, all day. Unbeknownst to most of us, we're just walking around thinking all this shit's bothering us. But really, in fact, it's based on the, the original premises, yeah? If you really want to shift, you don't do it at square 50. You do it before you, uh, you, you swear that this is a monopoly game. You're in an I don't know, and then you find out what game it is. Instead of thinking you know what something is, and then most of the time having that knowing reinforced with fucking narrative, yes? Yes, so, all right, so... Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is the basis. It doesn't seem to demonstrate much thought or effort. Your seeing may seem to be efforting because the eye is weak. Yeah. So what's what's uh, what's the vehicle of the seeing is the eye. So if the eyes are bad, the seeing may not be so good. But is the seeing not good? No. The seeing through the eye is not good. The seeing is perfect as it always is. Yes. I mean, why not get clear about it? Why would you just lazily walk all day saying shit to yourself? That's not true. Where do you think it would lead if you just keep talking as if you're the doer and shaker of all this shit that you have nothing to do with? Why not be obviously less? And that to me, it's, it brings a position of humility because you recognize, yeah? You recognize that which... You are comes before all that which you're not. Yeah. So, and it's a basic way of explaining it. Which comes first, the seer or the seeing? Which one's first? Is the seeing derived from the seer or is the seer derived from the seeing? Just seeing, yes, it's what's happening. Mental state claims the seeing and it implies that that implies a seer. 
But the tricky thing with this is when the seer is supposed, it's presupposed, you're now a historical seer. Your head says, you're the one that saw all this shit the last week, the last since you were born. Yes, it doesn't, it's not the initial claiming. You'd recognize that, you'd recognize it. But the claiming presupposes you've been the seer for the last 50 years, yeah? So you're, in, you're already stuck in the story, so to speak, yes? So the seeing is claimed to imply the seer. Just why not get that clear? Yeah. Instead of walking around thinking, all the perceived are what's perceiving. They get clear that what's perceived cannot be what that which is perceiving. Yeah. So when you see the perceived really fucked up, that, that which is perceiving may not be. Yeah. That which perceiving may not be touched by all the fucked upness of the perceived. Yeah. So maybe you would see people in a new light and thinking, oh, they fucking did this to themselves when in fact they had no ability not to have it done to themselves. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, you build that. So what's the main movement of the head? It's the claim. What does it claim? Living. What does it imply with the living? That there's a someone that's living. Yeah. And that someone should be living better or it shouldn't be. It's not living enough and on and on. And then as soon as, as soon as the first premise is introduced, it's reinforced by tons of minutiae. The head just keeps fucking thinking about it. <laughs> to the point you need a drink or you need something or you need that eighth piece of cake or something you're driven to a sense of urgency yet there's no apparent threat you're just your head's just driving itself crazy isn't it wow. so hey i tried to get out of it as self i did since i've been five or six years old really First through reading like Edgar Allan Poe and science fiction, maybe horror movies. Then as soon as I got introduced to drug, alcohol and drugs, that vehicle was pretty pronounced. Then that seemed to have failed. I was still alive. So then I looked into spirituality. <laughs> I saw the similarities between drug addiction and spiritual addiction were very close really. And actually drug addiction produces the goods more than spiritual addiction. At least you get a rush. Your feelings change if you drink. Yeah. So, so I saw, you know, I just saw a lot of stuff. Yeah. When, uh, when a lot of the activity, and you can't do this, I don't feel, but the pause button was hit on a lot of activity. The activity revealed a lot. When I stopped moving with it, I could see its movement. Yeah. And it was very clear to me what's before that and what's after. And that's always implying a mental before, which isn't so. The before is what we would call spirit or awareness or Buddha nature or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But there's an inherent condition that's not based on the, 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 the uh, time conditions that come and go here. Yeah. It's inherently what it is because it's what it is. It's like, I am that I am. Yeah. So the I am that I am. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Then the mental state develops and comes later, but then it tells you that your, your story as this action figure becomes the alpha 
and the omega of the whole story. Yeah, and now suddenly your own condition, what's let's call it spiritual, may become a goal that the false condition may want to be interested in. <laughs> and all the while, the false condition wants to become a spiritual condition, it's reinforcing the validity of the false condition. How can you get out of self as self? So what happens is when stuff starts getting revealed, it's not, a, it's not another call to arms. It's a very disarming because you're outmatched, yeah? Because being seemingly of the system, you're not gonna get out of the system. You're not gonna use the system to escape the system. It's just gonna be more system. So there's a rude awakening of the futility of this effort of self trying to get out of self. And then the whole fucking thing collapses, you know? It wasn't because you didn't kiss that guru's feet any for longer. You know, it wasn't you didn't surrender your life to the convent or something. It had nothing to do with any of that. Your inherent condition hasn't changed one iota by you getting great or you be feeling like you're terrible. It's the same thing. Yeah. So the relevance that's constantly being implied or inferred by the mental activity of being self-centered. Yeah that relevance of the imaginary you starts to become less relevant to you. You lose interest in it. Like in AA, when you start having the effects of the grace of recovery, one of the first big movements is you lose interest in self. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, you gain interest in others and you see what you can control. A lot of effects occur from that losing, loss of interest in self a lot of effects. The problem is you've got to realize in the act of being identified as self, that identified self can't set out on a course to lose interest in itself. That would be interest in itself, yeah? So just to warn you, because most people don't get it, they just keep on trying to lose themselves, but they're <laughs> looking for self, yes? I disappeared. Who told you that? You know, if you disappeared, there'd be no notice that you had disappeared. You'd be in the act of disappearing right now. I know there's always the that observer is always lurking, caught, you know, claiming everything. Yes? So the awareness demonstrates itself quite a lot. The mental state rushes up and claims to be the one who's aware. Yeah. And that nude is the, the experience or the sense of being aware gets nuded by the claiming that it's you that's aware. And then what happens is an insane possibility arises. I can be unaware. And most of us live a life of believing that. I'm unaware of what's going on. You're not unaware of what's going on. The head is force feeding you in a narrative and you're not getting much news. You're getting all opinions, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, if that's cool and your everything is fine, then your probably life wouldn't have brought you to a mess this room. But if that irritable restlessness and discontent uh, doesn't come from what you're doing, it wasn't the drinking and the drugs that produced that, it's the bondage of self that's producing that. And so the problem resides in the mind. So it's not a problem of circumstance, yeah? It can be amplified by circumstances, but the problem is of mind. 
Yeah. It's going on where we are. We're dreaming. We're giving meaning to thoughts. Yeah. We're giving up tons of meaning to thoughts and interpretations that are fucking weighing us down to the point we arrive at fuck it. Then we're have to do almost anything. Yeah. And there's no apparent shit's going on. It's mostly made up and what's not happening. Yeah. Incredible. We're incredible miracle workers. Seriously. And, you know, the big miracle Jesus was supposedly done. He had brought a guy back from the dead. Fucking pretty powerful. And this guy, Lazarus. But we are making shit out of nothing all day. At least Lazarus was alive once. We're making shit out of nothing. I can watch people ruin Saturday by thinking about next week. That's in, that, there's a lot of power in that example. Yeah. Isn't it? Wouldn't you, knowing that power and knowing how much you're out to lunch, wouldn't it be wiser to let something else direct that power instead of the mental state? We've gotten enough of samples of that direction of power. So there's that idea of a surrender or the abandoning of self. If it was you, how could you abandon it? So there's an abandoning of this idea of self. And now life is looked at in a different way. The same shit that was going on before doesn't have the same effect it used to have. You're traveling lighter, yeah? And what more do you want? The evidence is in. You're traveling lighter, really in spite of yourself. <laughs> it's totally, completely in spite of yourself. You start traveling lighter. And uh, that doesn't mean everything is great all the time. It means whatever, however it is, you can, you can deal with that. You travel lighter through it. Yeah. Cancer, no cancer, job, no job, breakup, great relationship. Whatever may go on, you'll travel lighter through. Not through a lot of skillful means or methodologies, just by recognizing it may not be you that's going through it. You know, then maybe you're going through a lot of heavy shit, but man, the real relief it isn't you going through heavy shit. Because that's the heaviest of the heavy shit is the idea of you going through it. I swear. Yeah, you have to have something happen to you when you get really hurt. There's no thoughts there and there's no fear at the moment. Yeah. Time slows up. Like if you're in a car and the car starts hydroplaning and it starts rotating. It's like eternity. You're like spilling. All right, I don't know how bad it is when I hit the divider. You know, time is super slow. You're totally chilled. Yeah, really. It's all the fear is before and after. At the moment of of uh, of an event, there's no. The, you're there. You're there's a response. It's before and after is the world of the mental state. Yeah, it's what's not happening. And the thing is, it's very good about covering up the tracks of what we are. It will forget a miracle in a half an hour, but it tends to dwell on a seeming slight for 50 years. Yeah, you got to see there's not a balance there. Yeah. So we were sharing about this the other day. Somebody saw that, you know, he's constantly concerned about how other people are thinking of him. Yeah. It's a pretty good recognition, you know? But the problem is when it's you, when there's the claiming of you are seeing that you're worried about how other people are thinking of you, 
the system doesn't want clarity about that. It wants to deny it or distract itself because it, it puts a bad light on you, yes? Why would you be fucking worrying about how other people are thinking? What would happen if you saw the head worrying about other people and, and how they, you believe how they're thinking of you without the you before it? You would see it and you would see them. It would be like, all right, it's manufacturing something. It's not made in Paul. It's more made in China. You just see the conveyor belt. You don't buy the product and there's no... I'm a terrible person or whatever. It's just fucking this thing's insane. <laughs> it's insane that it believes the person in the first lane is thinking of me. And, <laughs> and how, you know, everyone is so obsessed with themselves. And the funny thing is, you're not thinking how they're thinking of you. You're projecting your thoughts into them and you're thinking they're thinking exactly like you think of them. <laughs> it's just like the real unbearability because <laughs> I can't take the way I think of it. Yeah. So, so there's beautiful knowledge there. If self is there, self-knowledge avails you nothing. You don't see what it's really offering you. It's offering you that this is a manufactured interpretation. You're watching the manufacturing of it. You're watching the head say, you're completely flipping out. You're just worrying about how other people are thinking of you, yeah? And then you see where all the meaning of that comes from, isn't from that, but from it's you, yeah? The you is the pivot of the meaning. What happens if you lose interest in that you? You lose interest in that. And then you start seeing the whole system because now you're not putting on blinders. You're awake and you see the manufacturing of the mental state. You watch it. Yeah. It's got this phobia, that phobia, this phobia. There's no mea culpa, no fucking guilt or shame. You just recognize that it's not you. Yeah. It's beautiful. If it's you, it doesn't want to recognize. If it's not you, it's clearly recognizable. Yes, the blinders is, is come from the my or the you. You immediately see it differently. Yeah, it's sort of like that scene coming through this, I, this lens. When the lens is dominated by self-centeredness, you see everything as how it pertains to this idea of self. That's it. That's the interpretation you're getting. Yeah, you may think it's different than yours or hers, but basically they're just different nouns and locations, but it's the same fucking thing, yeah? And each and every one of us think they're very unique, very special, because that's the programming. The programming is self-centeredness, yeah? So watch it, watch it in all its glory, yeah? You won't, I'm telling you, there'll be a gate of your seeing it when it's you, yeah? When it's not you, you can see it in all its glory. Yeah? And then you see, without buying the inference, you see the emperor with no clothes, basically. You see it, you know, it, hey, and then you almost, you see a reaction from it that, hey, it's not working. <laughs> uh oh, I think they're waking up. <laughs> I'm never going to be loved. Get the big guns out fast. You know that terrible thing I did to my mother? You're never going to get over that. <laughs> just like it just, the system just floods in with the big golden oldies.
Yeah, you recognize it. While you're buying it shit, yeah, it's almost like tithing all of your power every day so that the big foot doesn't step on you. So, okay, I'm going to just worry about inane shit. So the big thing I'm really scared of is fucking slavery. Isn't it? It's slavery. Tell the truth. Yeah. We were enslaved to mental ideas. How's that? That's, that's to me is unbelievable. I can't believe that, you know, the first book I ever read, you would think this would be simply seen, be here now. I mean, isn't that this case? <laughs> But they had to write a fucking book about it to get our attention. Can you imagine? Let's get to, let's, we're so out to lunch, we're not paying attention to the basic fact of being here now. Write a book, you know, and they put it illustrations. They're like kindergarten. Illustrate, what does it look like to be here? It can look like a lot of ways. There's no special look of being here now. Whatever look you're having is being here now. What? Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. Can you imagine? Really? Being here now. Wow. What an incredible novel concept. <laughs> you can't escape that. That's the fact. What's the, so if we don't, if we're not completely open and let's say like geared into that fact, there must be an act of something going on. Yeah, and I'm going to read right here from The Course in Miracles. I don't know, it looks like a big book of AA, but, it's, but uh, it's not. But there's this thing I love. I haven't read this book all the way, but this, this thing always gets me, so I'm going to read it now. So he first refers back to a previous part of the book where he says, yes, we have heard a very similar description earlier a description that hopefully we've done some kind of you humble, uh, you know, pointing to in this talk already. Yes. So we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. See, so what can be described is not of you. Why? Because you're indescribable. Yeah. What can be understood is not of you because you're incomprehensible. Yeah. So I don't know why people spend a lot of time trying to describe the indescribable. Let's describe the describable, like your fucking day. Yeah, the head that's going on. Yeah, All right, so he goes here. But, the, but it was not of you. And that's a beautiful thing. It says, okay, you've heard a description and it's not of you. So, all right. So the, there's, they're trying to, you know, it's almost like the, uh, you know, the things that, when they put the bike, the training wheels on a bicycle, we, all right, there's a description of, of something and it's not of you. Let's keep it very clear. Keep those wheels there because it's going to stubbornly go back to being you yeah, or the assumption. All right. So, but still this strange idea. What is that strange idea? That you're a long lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah that you're body first and maybe you have some fucking winds blowing through you called spirit or whatever, but hey, you know, if I could look better wearing spirit, I'd wear it, but you know, it's the body, right? But still this strange idea, which it does accurately describe you think is you. Yeah, so thinking is seemingly making it so, yeah. That's the, that's the, 
That's the machinery of making what's not so seem to be so is through thinking. Yeah. That which we're hearing a lot during the day. Yes. That's the modus operandi. You're obviously not that, and then there's a thinking you're that. And then the thinking of that replaces what you are in this little interpretive event, which is self-centeredness is self-centeredness. Just everything goes back to this idea of being the seer, the thinker, the feel. Yeah, yeah. So reason would tell you, or you could use the word wisdom. Wisdom or reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours. So in this, the book is disclaiming the vision we're having through these eyes because these eyes see things, yeah? They don't see space in a way, they see things. And so therefore that's a, from the, the imitation of the course of miracles, that's a mistake there, yes? So these eyes are misleading something or seemingly misleading something. They're not, they're perfectly suited for the action figure role because the action figure is a thing and therefore there's a seeing of things, yeah? So reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you, yeah? So what's obviously when they say you in this sentence, it's meaning something other than Sharon or Paul, because a lot of the shit, the shit that goes on makes complete sense to Sharon or Paul, but Sharon and Paul are of that mental activity self, yeah? But he says, you being what we are, this shit doesn't really make much fucking sense. Like, you know, I mean, why am I reading a book about the condition I'm already in, which is being here now? Why would I read a book about my present tense condition? I'd rather learn about, yeah, it just makes no sense. Or I'm going to read a book on consciousness while I'm conscious. 1,200 pages on consciousness. Why not? Don't you get enough <laughs> evidence of consciousness being conscious? I don't know. So, yeah. So, reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. So, here's the question. To whom? To whom? To, meaning you're the, what's the target audience? To whom? Yeah. So, what's the audience? What audience is being targeted from this information being played in the head? Yeah, it's got an audience. What's it targeting? So he says, to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? So the system sends its information back to the system, which is self. Yes. It bypasses that which is seen, which is what we are. So the messages that we're getting the messages we're receiving back from all our investigations are going back to the system that's interpreting everything. Yeah, yeah. So to whom would seeing such as this send back his messages? Surely not you. So to, from the answer, he's saying, that would be absurd. How can you fall for that? Surely it's not you. All this yapping is going on about <laughs> That word surely is so beautiful, really, because it's like, it's going to take you a thousand years. No, surely not you. <laughs> this message ain't going to you. It's an advertisement. It's trying to sell you a product. And then you'll seemingly be the product it's selling. Yeah. 
And then once you're being the product, he'll sell you tons of more <laughs> fucking shit to accessorize the product. <laughs> to whom would seeing such as this? What's, what's, what kind of seeing is, is this? It's self-centeredness, yes. It's a form of looking. So seeing the light came through a tinted lens and now the light's appearing to be rose or whatever, yes? But is the light rose? No. It went through a lens that it has it appeared to be that color. Yeah, so this is the lens of the mental state. They are not our eyes, not our eye, truly, yeah. So to whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. That's a pretty big assumption, of course, miracles is making, that you, that you, your vision, right, is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. So what we are is independent of the system we're looking for, yeah? So we are the light, we're not the glasses, let's say. So the light's coming through a lens or a glass and then it's appearing a certain way. We are not that, we are the light, yes? So if this is not your vision, this is beautiful to me. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? It's not your vision. That's why, see? But see, when you recognize the vision saying, you're stupid, you're always occupied thinking about how other people are thinking of you, yes? That's that false vision. When it's the sense of you, yeah, is there, and that sense is taken to be true, this shit is reinforcing that, yes? How is that, which is manufactured by claiming this, gonna get out of this? So if this is not your vision, what can it show you? Show to you, it's not your vision. So when the head tells me, oh, you are always worrying about how, the, how other people are thinking of you, you hear the whole thing, but the you doesn't get filled with weight. It's just like you is part of the bullshit. It's not you and then something. It's you is part of the whole fucking statement. Actually, the statement is to reinforce the you. Yeah, yeah. You see it? So you see it, see it, you'll see it thousands of times. I mean, what makes us blind to it is we usually swallow the you, and therefore we start, we start judging the thinking about other people and how they're thinking of me. Yeah, and then all the emphasis goes on that, and then the you gets constantly kept being, being reinforced. So you get sent on a wild goose chase as the fucking thing you're chasing. <laughs> I'm going to get that fox. You are the fox. Oh, I'm going to get that fox. <laughs> so if this is not your vision, and it's not, I've been had by that vision. It's not your vision. We are that which gets had by that vision. It's not our vision. Yeah. Yeah. And he says beautiful here, all right, whose sight is holy of the eyes. If this is not your vision, what can it show you? The brain, the brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. It can interpret what seemingly these eyes see, and it does, okay? 
but it cannot interpret what we see as awareness, yeah? That's pure and untouched, yeah? This you would understand, so please. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. That's its mechanism, yeah? You can't blame it, it's built that way. The brain sees itself as you, and you is pictured as a body. So the brain interprets everything that's going on to this you that is remembered as a body. So as this constant remembering itself as a body, the system keeps reinforcing the premise. The premise reinforces the importance of the system. The system enforces the premise. The premise takes the system much more meaningful and so on and so forth. Yeah, it feeds itself. And then you get into a condition that's a fact which most people don't ever see. Self can't get out of self. They think it's Paul trying to get out of self and that makes a damn good fucking, a lot of sense to Paul to try to get out of self. Paul unbeknownst is AKA self. So self can't get out of self. Hence, Paul can't get out of self. You see? Oh, I don't believe it. I think Paul can get out of self. Well, yeah, it, it could if there was a Paul, but it's self. <laughs> and self can't get out of self. Well, I beg you to differ. My name's Marty. I know that. But that's the name that self has given me. <laughs> that isn't going to get out of self. Go ahead. Actually, the best customers are the ones that have been defeated by that pursuit, really, because maybe their interest is a little bit open to hear something else finally. Yeah. Let's not fucking go ahead and try to improve this self, which is fine and dandy. Let's question only that self. Yeah. So here you go. If you don't mind, I want to finish this little riff. It's really good. To me, I love this, this <laughs> these paragraphs. The brain, to me, I love this one. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Do you need any other explanation why this shit goes on the way it goes on? Because <laughs> the brain, as long as it's oxygenated, is going to interpret this event to the body. Yeah? And, every, and the thought system and the vocalness, the auditoriness of the thought system is going to proclaim the me and that me is imaged as a body. Yeah, so you're remembering you as a body all day by listening to the thoughts about you. Yeah. All right. The brain interprets the body which is part, but what it says you cannot understand. And we're not talking about yeah, the, this time the you is what you are. Yeah. So what it says you as what you are cannot fucking understand it. And something that's closer to you than what you are, let's say a kid can't understand it either. Yeah, when a kid sees it's a beautiful day and you're sitting here worried about something, you're going, what the fuck? Let's go out and play. It's great. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> but what it says you cannot understand, yet, yet you have listened to it. Ad nauseum, really. And long and hard you tried to understand its messages. Yeah, you have not realized, well, now we have, I hope. It is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. Yeah. What you are cannot be withheld, cannot be held or comprehended by what you're not. The system can't see 
Yeah. It looks. It doesn't see shit. It looks. Yeah. All right. You have, uh, you have listened, received no messages at all, you understand, for you have listened to what can never communicate at all. It does. Does it communicate? It narrates, it critiques, it projects, it forecasts, but it doesn't, there's no communication. Do you talk with it? Does it listen? No. It just plays to the audience and it wants to create a call response. It puts out the thing and it wants to have a reaction. Once you have the reaction, you're in the glove, and now the hand's forgotten, and you live the life of the glove. Bitching about what it would be like if I could be a, a glove hand. No, you can't be a glove hand. It's either a hand, a hand in the glove, or an empty glove. There's no, yeah. The glove has no animating principle. It's animated. Yeah. You don't see any living glove around. No. <laughs> for you all right denying oh, this is this is beautiful all right so he goes think then what happens so it's a nice time is right now not think but just all right what happens if all this shit's going on what happens denying what you are now you could ask anyone today at target let's say none of them would feel like they're denying what they are but they are in the state of denying what they are if you follow this yeah it said right here, think then what happens. It's not saying, oh, it once happened or may. It said what happens is this, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Yeah. What? Yeah. So you've just been, the horse is put behind the car. You're way off, yeah. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. This something else, that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. Self-centeredness, yeah? Yeah. All right. That's the condition that happens, seemingly. Tell the truth. It may be the one now that's happening. Does it mean for my inherent state to be my inherent state that has to stop? No. It means it would be nice to see all of this from the inherent state instead of looking for the, from, for the inherent state from all of that, yeah? Instead of, fuck I really believe it's sort of like playing Monopoly backwards. We're totally ass backwards, yeah? We're, ident we're in the act of identification as what we're not, and then we're driven to the point of trying to look for what we are from there, when all the while we are that we're looking for. For right now, how could it be? Yes, see what happens. Just listen and see what happens. Yeah, all right. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. So that's the condition to be this something else, seemingly. Firm in faith. Faith is a condition. There's, there's no, faith is not a condition concerning what you are. Faith is a condition completely uh, necessary for taking yourself to be something else. There's got to be firm in faith. It doesn't say firm in faith in what you are. No, you don't need faith in what you are. You're that. There's faith in what you're not. <laughs> That's the dilemma. So denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, there's something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. 
Yet, this is pretty cool. Yet, it must be this something else that sees and as not you. So basically, it doesn't matter if you're in the passenger or in the trunk, you're not driving. <laughs> you're, some, you're, a, you're, you're a mode of transportation now. Yeah, this activity seems to have us. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be that something else that sees and as, and as not you explains its sight to you. Isn't that what it's doing all the time? You see one, you, you see a person you used to know, and then there's the whole fucking, oh, I've heard this guy or whatever. You get a little screen of all the, the, the pre-trial convictions and uh, <laughs> what? I don't want that's and there's more of it because you're the biggest fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so you so that sees and as not you explains its sight to you. That's the head eh? most of the day. Your vision, which is not of the eyes, but let's say awareness, the spirit, your vision would of course render this quite unnecessary. Yeah. But at least the vision there'll be a loss of interest in the listening to this shit and you'll hear it. You'll hear it because there's consciousness, but you won't be listening to it, which is the firm in faith ain't there anymore. You're not firm in faith in this shit. The faith has been moved somewhere else, which I feel produces an ease and comfort right now, not a slavery to what's not happening. Yeah, I feel faith is like gravity, it's a force. And it's being directed through us as us all day. We're giving faith to a lot of shit that don't, doesn't deserve faith, like the mental state. Does it? All of its forecasts. If you have faith in it, you'd be wearing raincoats today, all day, every day. So, yet if your eyes are closed, pretty cool. I like that, see, I like, he's not saying, they're not saying anything specifically. They're going, yet, if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Well, now you do have a reason. I've completed a mission. Now you have a reason to suspect, wait a minute, what the fuck am I been listening to? Yeah. And it doesn't matter really what you've been listening to. It's the idea of the being the listener. That's where it really manufactures. The other shit can come and go. This is the point. The point is that you, that comes after everything that's implied to be before everything. That's where you, you're not in the act of becoming self, you feel you already are one, yeah? You feel you've been one and you have a strong suspicion you're gonna be one. It gives itself like authentic historical relevance. It makes it up, it makes it up, it does. By claiming shit that's happening, yeah? To imply there's a one that's happening to or doing it. And then that one becomes the dominant interpretation. So now when there's seeing going on, very rarely even sense, but the seer seeing is emphasized. 
And then this, you can see how incredibly imbalanced it is. You'll see hundreds of things, but there'll only be one seer of it. You'll hear thousands of sounds, but there'll be one hearer of all the sounds. You see, it's insane. So it's, it's like, instead of saying, you are this a thousand times, it does it with one little statement. Everything I heard, I was the hero of it. And that, that's unbelievable to me. But I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw it the other day when this guy was talking about the driving, uh, the people thinking about other people. I see that all the time. The head presents it, yeah? And the, the, what gives you the eye to truly see it is it doesn't come from the you. It comes from the absence of that you. You just see it as another manufactured tributary of the insanity up there. And it's sort of like, it hasn't caught a fish in a while. So it has the lures they puts on it. It puts on like eight fucking hooks, you know, or disguises them that they're never going to be loved. Yeah. And it just, all it wants is fucking entrance, attention and interest to go, oh yeah. And then it, it takes you off in this little seven seas trip. Yeah, yeah, it can. But then see, you can see that happen and you don't go anywhere. See, people believe they move when the head moves. They don't at all. That's why they think they're driven crazy because they feel like they've gone 800 miles. They haven't moved from this chair because every time there's a movement in the head, it's implied to be them. So they're thinking they're doing it. But it's not true. Yeah. It's not. It's not true. It may have a true effects because we are true. And if you're fucking swallowing it, it'll seem as real as real can be. But it's not real, thank God. Yeah, that's the real beauty of non-duality is the, the assumption of non-duality is being ourselves reality. We are at the goal now. Yes, we are it. We're not in a ride, we are the ride, yes? This is a ride. What we are is not on the ride. It's not of the ride. This is the ride that's in the ride, yeah? But we're not of this. As Jesus said beautifully, you know, you're in this world, but you're not of this world, yeah? So what does this world look like? Well, it looks like things, time, doesn't it? Space, separation say uh, lots of activity, a lot of shit happens, yeah, weathers, shit like that, but you're not of this place. So if this place is of is time, you're not of time. If this place is of separation, you're not separation. Yes? It's a beautiful negation. It just says it, what's going on, and he says you're not of it, basically. It's not saying you're not in it. He's saying you're not of it. It's a huge difference, yeah. Not in it would be like a mental denial. Not of it is a negation. Negation is completely different than denial. Yeah. Negation is seen from the truth. Denial is seen from the problem. Yeah. It's trying to avoid or distract or get an advantage. Yeah. It knows something. It really believes something that's real and it's trying to make it unreal. Negation isn't that. Negation is seeing from what you are, what you're not, yeah? And let the chips fall where they lie and how they line up changes. Yeah, so there you go. So uh, what's happened?
we now have to do a talk. So if anyone wants to leave, you can go. We just do a Zoom. <laughs> we got all these people sitting here. Right next to you, there's like 36 people. Hey. You were thinking, you were thinking the whole time, what are they thinking about you? I knew it. We don't have the, the Zoom isn't good, eh? No, it's because they're oh, uh, video off. Oh, they have the video off. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing with it live, but hey, live is the uh, the first lawyer. Yes? That Zoom's the money maker. I'll go with live and Zoom. Any questions? <laughs> Uh, anybody want to ask a question? Oh. So, I understand what you're saying. Oh, we have a question here. All right. Yes. Here or there? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I understand what you say about non duality, um, and it makes a lot of sense, and I've you know, looked at it and agree with it. But why is it not the prevalent? human understanding what's so you just did a, a, a compare and contrast and, and it's quite apparent to all of us here that um the majority of the human race physiologically and psychologically aren't living in a non-dualistic space so what's why haven't we evolved in that direction as opposed to what we, we haven't as a majority evolved towards I posit that yeah. as, as you know, because it's, it's you've got in a sense two choices, and the, the majority, you know, ninety nine point nine percent have in a sense chosen or accepted one path. And why did it occur this way? Well, it, first of all, I don't believe a lot of those premises. I don't really believe there is a world and people have choice and stuff. I don't. And I, in this little dreaming, uh, it's sort of like going into a big, uh, big uh, bookstore and there's an, a little, little alley into this little cranny and there's a few books there that some of the people will be interested in. That's sort of like non-duality. The, the dream, dream view? Yes, the dreaming dreams yeah. this. Yeah. Yes, but there's not a dream, but the dreaming is dreaming this. This is an object called the dreamt, yeah? So this would be the dreamt. So most of us are in the act of being identified as the dreamt. I think that's necessary. You need to populate the dreaming, so to speak, yeah? So there's no demand. Why has mankind? I have no idea. I have no idea. You're positing a alternative viewpoint or path or observation. Not a path, why but a viewpoint, not, yes. But why, why has not become done in the evolutionary journey? Well, I guess, uh, I guess it, because it hasn't. It's just okay. the way it is, yeah. Because again, I don't really believe anything's truly happening. So 
the topic of non-duality only appears here in the dreaming, yeah, as sort of an option. The fact is of non-duality. So I don't believe there's a real place. I think this is dreaming and nothing's really happened. And yet the idea has been posited and presented you know, for you know, thousands of years or by certain enlightened masters or, and they, they keep, it keeps coming up, you know, uh, within the human experience, generation. Well, uh, yeah, generation. well, I don't think uh, many or few have that much different meaning. Few seem to hear it or many hear it. It doesn't really matter. Yes, it's just the hearing of it. There's a joy there. Yes, yeah. So, but it's not a. It doesn't. The idea of non-duality is not. Doesn't look like food for the masses. No. Yeah. You sometimes you have to be. Uh, maybe things went. Through, you went through stuff here that brought an unhealthy disillusionment and then things got cleared up, cleared up and that disillusionment was very healthy. Yes. It was unhealthy when taken as the action figure. It became very healthy when you saw you're not the action figure. So the, the uh, but this isn't like, uh, this isn't about quantity. It's just about hearing, hearing the idea, yeah. Some people, it's music to their ears. Other people, they don't understand it. Other people get angry about it, hearing it because they think it's a threat to doing it, whatever. It can, it can evoke a lot of uh, responses, but for me, it's the joy of just hearing the message. Yeah, we're not out there. I don't think why no one wants to hear it or whatever. Yeah, maybe we should give prizes or something. <laughs> Some Tupperware stuff. You know, a, a cruise. You know, maybe. But uh, I don't know. I, I think, obviously, the intention of the dreaming is to further the dreaming. And this could be a deterrent to that. Yeah, because like the Course of Miracles says, if you get introduced to these ideas, introduce these ideas, being the dreaming, you're going to start dreaming yourself out of the dreaming. And as you do, the dream will get happier. It doesn't say permanently happier. It's going to end. Yeah. So there's a lot of momentum seemingly for the dreaming to continue. So it be for the dreaming to continue in the way it's going. It's not, this shouldn't be a clarion call to millions of people. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, it should be like, uh, you know, someone who likes Nutella or something in America. Yeah, it's a big thing in Italy, but we hate most of it. Yeah, most of us don't like it. So there's, it's like an acquired taste. Yes? Yeah. And yet, the discussion of arguments is presented often, almost always, by quoting others the Buddha, so well, yeah, you'd like to bring some past authorities up. So it's interesting that, that those examples, you know, uh, seem to have birth our ability in the present to um, have this discussion, to have this counterpuntal um, dialogue, this kind of this conundrum. And yet, it, 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 they presented, you know, 
two, three thousand years ago. Well, seemingly, seemingly, seemingly. yeah. It, it seems to have been it, it basically, uh, or even the, in the Mahabharata, it, it's core to uh, the examination of the yoga or meditation uh, of discerning the human condition or, yes. or, or the problem. And yet, we still seem to be on the other side of the court. Well, yeah. That's how it's going. Well, there's also no difference between individual life. Why did it take this long? Why did I have to go through that? You know, when I've heard this stuff before, or, you know, I have a good family, whatever, you're infinite, right? But you experience that in your own life. There's nothing about a world history that is real. I mean, it comes from this thing, it doesn't wake up, and it produces that history. And then another generation comes along and says, why were there all these generations? <laughs> Well, let's just say maybe it's more fun to have uh, what we are appear to be something else to deliver the invitation to the dinner that we're already at. Yeah, I, I see it that way. So it's nice to believe that these people once lived in this dreaming, but basically what's living is some of the statements that were said because they have their there are a non-extinguishable ember in there. Yeah, like you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha or events happen, deeds are done, there's no individual to their own. Those things are, have a lot of, they've captured a lot of aliveness in the, of them, yes? So to me, that's, the Buddha isn't alive, that's alive at the moment, yes? And they stated that, hmm? and they stated yeah. that yeah. at the time. Yeah. With that book. With the point, the, a woman's zero state. She didn't even believe in it. Yes. <laughs> well, this is the point. And, uh, you know, it has not, this isn't about winning the masses over or not. It's inviting, it's just putting out an idea. To me, the satisfaction I get is just, I guess I felt uh, everyone has a right to hear possibilities. So I'm really keen on that. And then, my jurisdiction's ended now. I just put it out. And it's not me putting it out anyway. I just show up and then there you go. I don't really follow what it does or doesn't do. I have faith in it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, on my, uh, the edge of where the mind met this idea is not agitated. Yes, it's, it's all chilled. Yeah. It's all chilled out. I've been convinced, or I'm in the state of being convinced all day about some of these premises. Yeah. And I found great solace in them. And uh, it became a last answer, which is a great answer. It takes all need for any other answers away. So it's sort of like, it's like if I saw a good movie, wouldn't I want to share it with people? For sure. Now, am I going to? Fucking demand you go to the movie? No, it's going to tell you about it, and here you go. Yeah, yeah. So I like the sound of it. I mean, when I I find these readings that I say, I don't say them because Buddha said it. I say them because of the feeling that happens when I'm saying. It. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a manufactured avalanche. I just love. I love. Uh, watching the house of cards fall down over and over again. So you sit there, so over the years, these have really stuck with me like this little riff. 
because I think it's a very, very pure diagnosis of what's going on right now. Yeah. And I may have my own opinion about which way I want it to go, but I don't really care. But I'd like to see it presented and then see what happens. So if it shakes up the apple part, that's great. If it just it gets made into another apple, well, there you go. But uh, the joy is is the living of it. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, so I never think about you know why aren't people getting it? You know, I I think about why aren't they sending me a lot of money? Think about that. <laughs> something that had the peak experience. Now, other th those other modalities, I don't believe are like their, their spear isn't sharpened that way. They're an inclusive that you're gonna be there to get it. I don't see that with non-duality. So it's a completely different thing to me, yeah. Because uh, most, most, uh, See, most tickets to paradise in other modalities, you gotta buy two tickets. It's you and the yeah. and you that you're not. Yeah, this is, this, no one gets the ticket to paradise. <laughs> paradise.
paradise is available now. If there was a ticket ever, you already bought it and took it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so I've had experiences on a lot of things through other modalities. I don't see it. The peace of, of, of nothing is different than the peace of something, I feel, as a, because it's not an experience. I don't get the other things I would get shit out of. I don't get anything out of this. That's the great beauty of it. Yeah. I don't, it's empty. I can't mine shit out of it. It just, it doesn't, there's no, no hidden ore, really. The emptiness is the fucking gift that keeps on giving. That's the quality that gets given a quality in other modalities, humbly, from my own experience with them. Yes, this uh, this is a whole different beast altogether. Yeah, and so there is a quite a bit difference of the peace that someone's enjoying and that no one's enjoying. There is. I'm serious because I've had the experience of the one, and I haven't had the experience of the other <laughs> because there's nowhere, no one to have that experience. Yeah, so they're different. They feel different. You know, what's, what's very interesting about, about that is that in, in let's say, in Catholic dualism, there's a point in Catholic mysticism, I'll use yeah. that, where you actually end up with a, a non dualistic conclusion. Yes. In, in, in the ecstatic uh, surrender. And yes. It's very interesting, you know, because the, the point is that. I think they hold one viewpoint until something happens, and then there's a dropping of that viewpoint. They don't co-inhabit. But see, what happens is they hold, they have that one viewpoint, then something happens, and then when something comes back, they look through that viewpoint, but they're not getting the light from the viewpoint. The viewpoint is the light's being projected through the old viewpoint. So they'll stay a monk and shit like that, but they're not a monk. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I feel that's, I, I see that more. So yes, you can, that's what a failed system can show you, that it's failed. So it takes you as far as it can, and then it completely defeats you or completely uh, betrays your allegiance to it. And then there's that waking up and now, when you come out of whatever a normalcy seems to occur, then that way of life is just as good as any other. I'm gonna just look with these new eyes through that way of life. So I'm not gonna, but you may be drawn, I'm not gonna be monk anymore, but you be maybe just be a monk because you're not a monk. Yeah, yeah. who knows how it's gonna go. Well, that's, that's my point. Yeah. And then that is something that's been thinking about yeah. experienced yeah. by those who have that opportunity within those systems. Yeah, there's an idea that you could like, uh, you know, you outgrow Zen, but you don't leave it. Yeah. yeah. So this happens a lot, but it, there's no rote, there's no rote uh, mechanical how it can go. It's all freeform. It can do whatever it likes. You know. I mean, if what's dreaming is dreaming, it can dream. 
its own escape out of the dreaming any way it wants. It could be reading a telephone book. It could be, you know, you know, not having an orgasm with a $300 hooker and wakes up or in jail or something like that. I don't recommend to some of them, but you know, but you know, these things can happen. It doesn't matter. Well, for me, one would lead to the other. <laughs> so you, uh, you know, I feel like instead of the dark night of the soul, just the ordinary light of the day. You know, <laughs> you know really, it's more than enough. I do, and if. If spirituality is determined by a constant moving towards a goal, I'm not, I don't have any sense of spirituality. Because I'm not moving anywhere. Move, hopefully, we're going to move for a coffee soon. Yeah, Amelia's already on her phone. She's lost total interest. This is the woman I love. This is who I live with. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have a bone in her body. <laughs> don't you have late night don't late night deep discussions no no late we do have deep discussions but not on this topic <laughs> she feeds my she feeds my soul greatly you know what I mean? like this can be fed by these dogs yeah so yeah any uh any question like that i don't see any hands asking if you want to raise your hands Oh, can you want to raise your hand? Any one? Oh, I can right. see it. two hands. That's really just the way bills, and I'll definitely know. <laughs> oh, it's weird to see your arm. It's like, uh, wow. Wow, it's true. Yeah, exactly. I once a guy gave me in Brooklyn, he gave me one of those virtual uh, things. I went into it in the water and a giant shark attacks you. Here's a trip because your head's moving your arm, but your arm's not moving. You don't see it on the screen. You're going like this, but in the screen, you're just so in this reality, your arm's not going anywhere, but you're going like this. And this shark comes out. And what happened is they used to have it coming from really far and it created too many psychotic fucking reactions. So now it only had a sense of 50 feet and then showed up. Before I was, yeah. wow. it was a trip. So you know how easy it is to make a reality. Fucking incredible. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So or what we call reality. No, no one. No uh, questions. Well, was the volume on? Did you hear the talk? <laughs> Did he hear the talk? Yeah. <laughs> to make sure. They're not dead. Zoom could be a vertical coffin, you know. He's been on Zoom for years. He's dead. He died like four years ago. Oh, let's cancel that square. <laughs> Rob, you're looking a little peaking. You're drying up. All right, well, listen, then let, can I say goodbye to everyone then? And then we'll take off. We got to go to coffee if you like. We go to uh, over to Sausalito. Close by. Yeah. Hi, Judith. Yeah.
Oh, we got Connor from Dublin. Connor from Dublin, can you hear me? I don't think he can hear me. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah, you're good, Paul. You're good. All right, Connor, nice to see you. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah. Great listening to you. You're welcome, bro. And we got Glenn. Another Irish. Oh, there she is. Yes, yeah, there you are. Yeah. We got Kenneth from uh, Vancouver. Nice to see you, Kenneth. I don't know if they're hearing, but. Tommy. I think Kenneth is frozen. He's wearing the same. He's wearing the same clothes from last month. From last month. Call 911. <laughs> Kenneth's not responding. There he is. He's responding now. Tommy, nice to see you. Hey, Judith, nice to see you. Carrie, yes, yes, yes. We're having a great time today over here. Yeah. Yeah. We got our Gio from Brazil. Nice to see you, Gio. Yes. Roman. Roman, my friend from Germany. And then we got Stefan on having never left. You like the meeting today? That was good. Yeah. I'd give it a 90, maybe. 90. Good. All right. <laughs> we got Tariq from Dover. Always a pleasure to see Tariq. Janine Freedom. Hmm. Freedom from Janine. <laughs> We got Walter, Walter, Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. Ariane, nice to see you, honey. Zotko, uh, hey. there'll be a penalty you are hey. missing today. Yeah, there's a penalty. Partially, yeah. partially, partially, partially. All right, we'll see you later. I'm going to come swimming, I think. So. Okay, I'll be here. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll be here. All right, great. We got Elaine, there she's Elaine and Carl. Nice to see you too, yes? We got uh, Matt, Jay, nice to see you, Matt, yep. We got Chris, always a pleasure, Chris G. We got Jacob from Seattle, Mickey from Madeira. We got Geraldine, nice to see you, Geraldine, yes. Uh, we got Sonia. One of the Portuguese Zen bitch lappers. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, we got Ash from Australia. Nice, Ash R. Where in? Where are you in uh, Oz? I'm in Sydney, Paul. I'm in Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Great, great. Well, keep. You know, we'll be back there. We'll be back in Australia sooner or later. I look yeah. forward to it, bro. I really appreciate yeah. it. Are you? Welcome. Yes, we got Mike C. We got Amy Grace. That's a nice word, name. Amy Grace. That would have saved me a lot of trouble. <laughs> Alex iPhone. Jess Lockhart from Ireland. What do I do now? How do you? Oh, that's it. All right. All right. We're gonna say. Uh, Adios. Thank you. It was all right today. It was good. Did you get to hear it? So 
That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Nice talk, Thank you. Very nice. Cool. <laughs> All right. You didn't see that. Thank you. 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 Thank you.